0: Good morning to you all here today reading in the book of Numbers. We are at chapter 13, 14, 15, possibly 16. A couple of these are short. Um, So we're going to read a little bit today about the 12 spies that were sent to Canaan and some evil reports, some rebellion, some struggles that occurred during this time and we're going to dig into this a bit and see what it means for them and for us today so starting in numbers 13 and the lord spake unto moses saying send thou men that they may search the land of canaan which i give unto the children of israel of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man every one a ruler among them and moses by the commandment of the lord sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And these were their names. Of the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, the son of Zechur. Of the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori; Of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Of the tribe of Issachar, Igal, the son of Joseph. Of the tribe of Ephraim, Oshea, the son of Nun. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu. Of the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodai. Of the tribe of Joseph, namely of the tribe of Manasseh, Gadai, the son of Susai. Of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali. Of the tribe of Asher, Sathur, the son of Michael of the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Vothsi, of the tribe of Gad, Gaul the son of Machi. These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshea, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and whether the land is that they dwell in, good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land, from the wilderness of Zin, unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south, and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. But let me just, I always forget about that. And they came on to the brook of Eshcol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bare it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook Eshcol, because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses, and to Aaron, and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites." They dwell in the mountains and the canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of jordan and caleb stilled the people before moses and said let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it but the men that went up with him said we will not be able to go up against this people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were. In their sight. So, there was an evil report they gave, the unbelief of 10 of those 12 spies. And there were two things about that. First of all, God's past faithfulness to his people did not bring these 10 men into a loyal relationship with him. They still didn't trust or believe God. Number two, they didn't trust God in his promises concerning the future. Their lack of faith stood in great contrast to that of Caleb and Joshua, who said, we can go, we can take it. Let's do this. We believe what God said. The fruit of unbelief, much like the root itself, it's so negative and it's so destructive. Unbelief blocks the fulfillment of God's promises and his blessings. God's covenant promises to Abraham and his his descendants were reaffirmed through Moses and God instructed Moses to select one representative from each of the 12 tribes to search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. God told them, I'm already giving you this land, it's yours. Instead of believing in the integrity of God and in his word, they responded negatively. They chose to react in unbelief. They were in their own sight as grasshoppers. Unbelief does nothing but rob us of who we are in Christ. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Chapter 14 And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, WOULD GOD THAT WE HAD DIED IN THE LAND OF EGYPT, OR WOULD GOD THAT WE HAD DIED IN THIS WILDERNESS? WHEREFORE HATH THE LORD BROUGHT US unto THIS LAND, TO FALL BY THE SWORD, THAT OUR WIVES AND OUR CHILDREN SHOULD BE A PREY, WERE IT NOT BETTER FOR US TO RETURN TO EGYPT? AND THEY SAID ONE TO ANOTHER, LET US MAKE A CAPTAIN, LET US RETURN INTO EGYPT. Some of us have done that before, right? Things get tough and we look back on the good old days, maybe. We have this fond memory that we cling to in our mind. I know I've I've had my moments where I've done it before. I've said, you know, it was so much easier back then. We have to be careful we don't fall for that lie. There is nothing that is greater than having Jesus and being so full of his presence and his spirit and his goodness in our lives we should never want to go back <clears throat> verse five then moses and aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of israel and joshua the son of nun and caleb the son of jephunneh which were of them that searched the land rent their clothes so Joshua and Caleb they stood against the majority opinion of the spies. They based their report on their commitment to God. They had full confidence in God's promises and they refused to accept the overwhelming decision of the rest of God's people. This could have even caused them to risk their lives. This event in Israel's wilderness journey reminds us we must not assume the majority opinion even in the church is always right. Faithful believers must be willing to stand on God's word, even when the majority is against them. I think of, I don't want to get controversial, but I think of um, Pastor John MacArthur in California. One of the few pastors who, through this whole scamdemic, has kept his church open has not bowed to mask mandates and social distancing requirements. And they are are having church. They are just, they are standing for what is true. How I'm praying that more churches would do that very same thing and show the world who God is. Verse 7. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, and we all know the Lord delights in every one of us, then he will bring us into this land, and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be, ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them. Pages are stuck, and I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. So, at the heart of Israel's rebellion, unbelief. This grew out of their failure to remember. God's past faithfulness, to trust God as their Lord, to believe him according to his word. Trusting God is always the cure when it comes to unbelief. And to believe God means that we trust him, we trust his word, we accept what he says as truth, and we we act accordingly. We anchor our life on his promises, we walk in his way, we love him with all of our heart, and all of our soul. The presence of a strong faith like that will lead us to be accepted by God, counted righteous before him. Always remember the absence of faith. That condemns us. So, verse 13. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goeth before them, by daytime in a pillar of cloud, and in a pillar of fire by night. So Moses is reminding God here. Moses is so dedicated to God. He's concerned about God's reputation more than his own success and honor. When we really understand all that God has done for us, we will desire to exalt the Lord above everything else, to see him get the glory. We will want to keep his name from falling into reproach among others. Verse 15, Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, Let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long suffering, and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned, according to thy word, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Let's remember the granting of pardon or forgiveness doesn't always mean there's no punishment. It doesn't mean the end. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. To-morrow turn you. And get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmurs against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, but your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years, and bear your whoredoms, until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. After the number of the days in which ye searched the land, even forty days, each day for a year, shall ye bear your iniquities, even forty years and ye shall know my breach of promise. I, the Lord, have said, I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation that are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die. And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned, and made all the congregation to murmur against him, by bringing up a slander upon the land, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land, they died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, still lived. And Moses told these sayings unto all the children of Israel, And the people mourned greatly. And they rose up early in the morning, and gat them up into the top of the mountain, saying, Lo, we be here, and will go up unto the place which the Lord hath promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, Wherefore now do ye transgress the commandment of the Lord? But it shall not prosper. Go not up, for the Lord is not among you, that ye be not smitten before your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you. And ye shall fall by the sword, because ye are turned away from the Lord. Therefore the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up unto the hilltop. Nevertheless the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. Then the Amalekites came down, and the Canaanites which dwelt in that hill, and smote them, and discomfited them, even unto Hormah so we see here, the New Testament declares that God intended his judgment upon Israel for her disobedience and unbelief. This was meant to serve as a warning for all believers. The Israelites had the good news. It was preached to to them. They saw the signs and the wonders and the miracles. They were redeemed by the blood. They passed through the Red Sea. They were baptized. They partook of spiritual food that just appeared. They drank from spiritual drink the living water of Christ was with them they were led by the spirit of God yet in spite of all of this the people complained against God they hardened their hearts and they rebelled against him they spurned him in unbelief and refused to listen to his voice they said we will obey but they stopped obeying his commands they turned back from following the Lord their disobedience brought the wrath of God upon them It brought death and destruction, failure into the land of Canaan, 40 years wandering in the wilderness. They forfeited God's blessings and God's rest. Because of Israel's failure in the wilderness, we too are exhorted to take heed, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. We do not want to fail to enter into that rest. It is a rest of faith. It's ultimately a rest that is heavenly. We want to be sure that we learn from these stories that are here so that we can remember the Lord and keep His commands and love Him. Despite the shallow repentance and the expressions of trust that came here and there from the Israelites in the promises of god they ultimately they ignored god's warnings and made the mistake of believing they could possess the promised land without faith and trust and obedience they forgot how much they needed that fellowship with god with this misguided trust they were defeated the lesson for all here is that in christ we have the riches of god's covenant and that's because we have faith it is through faith we cannot just mouth words of trust. We can't go through motions, routines, and, you know, be a part of things now and then. This message that God gives us, this faith that he wants us to live, this is a walk that we do every moment of our day. In everything, we live the Word of God in our lives. It's so important for us to determine who we will serve. Um, You know, it talks about the miracles here that God did. Miracles is a common word for supernaturally given signs that most often give evidence and assurance of God's presence and help. The Greek word, "semion" is used throughout John's gospel, referring to the miracles of Jesus as supernaturally pointing to and demonstrating some aspect of his deity or divine nature. I just thought that was kind of neat. So anyway... So as we were reading through all of this, the Lord was not with them. The Lord, he, he removed himself because they just couldn't walk in faith. They kept questioning and kept complaining. And I think of how often we are no different, really. When we consider all the miracles that we've seen in our old lives, all the blessings that God has given us, It's so good to stand on those and not give in to the murmuring and complaining when we feel like we're in a season that isn't going the way we want it to. Okay, we're going to move on to chapter 15. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land of your habitations, which I give unto you, And will make an offering by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, or a sacrifice, in performing a vow, or in a freewill offering, or in your solemn feasts, to make a sweet savor unto the Lord of the herd, or of the flock. Then shall he that offereth his offering unto the Lord bring a meat offering of a tenth deal of flour, mingled with the fourth part of a hin of oil. AND THE FOURTH PART OF A HIN OF WINE, FOR A DRINK OFFERING. SHALT THOU PREPARE WITH THE BURNT OFFERING, OR SACRIFICE, FOR ONE LAMB, OR FOR A RAM, THOU SHALT PREPARE FOR A MEAT OFFERING, TWO TENTH DEALS OF flour MINGLED WITH THE THIRD PART OF A HIN OF OIL. AND FOR A DRINK OFFERING, THOU SHALT OFFER THE THIRD PART OF A HIN OF WINE, FOR A SWEET SAVOUR, UNTO THE LORD. And when thou preparest a bullock for a burnt offering, or for a sacrifice in performing a vow, or peace offering unto the Lord, then shall he bring with a bullock a meat offering of three-tenth deals of flour, mingled with half a hin of oil. And thou shalt bring for a drink offering half a hin of wine, for an offering, made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Thus shall it be done for one bullock, or for one ram, or for a lamb, or a kid. According to the number that ye shall prepare, so shall ye do to every one according to their number. All that are born of the country shall do these things after this manner, in offering an offering made by fire, of a sweet savour unto the Lord. And if a stranger sojourn with you, or whosoever be among you in your generations, and will offer an offering made by fire of a sweet savour unto the Lord, as ye do, so shall he do. One ordinance shall be both for you of the congregation, and also for the stranger that sojourneth with you. An ordinance for ever in your generations, as ye are, so shall the stranger be before the Lord, One law and one manner shall be for you, and for the stranger that sojourneth with you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land whither I bring you, then it shall be that when ye eat of the bread of the land, ye shall offer up a heave offering unto the Lord. Notice he says when, not if you come into the land, but when. Ye shall offer up a cake of the first of your dough for a heave-offering, as ye do the heave-offering of the threshing-floor, so shall ye heave it. Of the first of your dough ye shall give unto the Lord a heave-offering in your generations. And if ye have erred, and not observed all these commandments which the Lord hath spoken unto Moses, even all that the Lord hath commanded you by the hand of Moses, from the day that the Lord commanded Moses, and henceforward among your generations, then it shall be, If aught be committed by ignorance, without the knowledge of the congregation, and all the congregation shall offer one young bullock for a burnt offering, for a sweet savour unto the Lord, with his meat offering, and his drink offering, according to the manner, and one kid of the goats for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement, For all the congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them, for it is ignorance. And they shall bring their offering, a sacrifice made by fire, unto the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord, for their ignorance. And it shall be forgiven all the congregation of the children of Israel, and the stranger that sojourneth among them, seeing all the people were in ignorance. And if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for a sin-offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly, when he sinneth by ignorance before the Lord, to make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. You shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born amongst the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously, whether he be born in the land, or a stranger, the same reproacheth the Lord. And that soul shall be cut off from among his people, because he hath despised the word of the Lord, and hath broken his commandment. That soul shall be utterly cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him." And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron, and unto all the congregation. And they put him in ward, because it was not declared what should be done with him. And the Lord said unto Moses, This man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp, and stoned him with stones, and he died, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a riband of blue, and it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look upon it, and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and do them, and that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which ye used to go a-whoring, that ye may remember and do all my commandments, and be holy unto your God. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, to be your God. I am the Lord your God. So we see here God distinguishes between intentional sins and unintentional sins. There are those that are committed willingly and willfully in defiance of him and his word. But unintentional sin also requires atonement. It doesn't separate. It didn't separate one from the chosen people of God, but deliberate and defiant sin separated someone from the people of God and the redemption provided for them so stoning the Sabbath breaker I remember reading this and being just horrified by it long ago just seemed so ridiculous that this poor man was stoned to death for simply picking up sticks and yet as I've grown older I've seen how we give a little you know we have this rule right here and we tell our kids you can't do that but then maybe one day we're just we're having a rough day or maybe they're having a rough day and so we're like okay well you can't do that but just this one time and then this one time becomes a habit and you know there's such a good reason for all of the rules and the stipulations that God has placed around his people they're all borders for protection and for our good and to allow or someone to break those or to change those just a little bit It would be certain disaster, just like when I fail to stand by the rules I've made with my own children. There's nothing good that comes from that. There had to be an example. And unfortunately, that man was the example. He knew that he was not to work on the Sabbath day, and yet he chose to do what he did. Okay. So I am thinking we will maybe save 16 and 17 for tomorrow. We've got a busier day ahead of us, Um, but I thank you for joining me, for listening. I really do. And I pray that, as it says here in Numbers, I pray that you will look upon the Word of God and remember and do His Word. I pray that you will seek, not after your own heart and after your own eyes, but that you will remember and do what is pleasing to the Lord, that you will be holy unto the Lord. In Jesus' name.